hope you're tucked in. Cause you are now in bed with Dr. Sue. Ever wonder how something as simple as a piece of twine can become a turn-on? I mean, we use string and rope of various sizes, thicknesses, and materials every day. And most of us don't give it a second thought. Yet for some of us, actually a lot of us, the idea of being bound, tied up with no way to escape, is extremely erotic. The psychological reasons people enjoy not just the fantasy of being in physical bondage, but actually experiencing it, are as vast as there are ways to tie the rope. Bondage has been around since the ancients, and is the first letter of the acronym BDSM. We see it in pop culture everywhere. Movies, TV, books. It's not like we aren't used to seeing the damsel in distress. The pretty girl tied with pristine white rope. A fresh hanky wrapped around her mouth and fastened behind her head, struggling to get away from her captor. It's no wonder it's become sexualized throughout the centuries. And really... It doesn't matter how you got to the place of loving, either being tied up or doing the tying. It still boils down to, as most fetishes and kinks do, the exchange of power. To be helplessly tied up, completely vulnerable, all of your basic needs now in the hands of someone else. To the submissive mind, this is nirvana. And for the dominant mind, in complete control of the entire scenario, feeding off that vulnerability, it's the same bliss. All of this, of course, is solely dependent on the minds engaged in the play being sane, rational, and consenting. It's unfortunate when those who are not in the right mindset indulge in forms of play that they know is neither sane, rational, or consensual, as these are the ones who usually hit the news. Fortunately for everyone, with all their marbles intact who do plan to dabble in the art of bondage and rope play, there are a bunch of fabulous folks in the UK who want to see to it that we all have somewhere to go to learn and experience this aesthetic art, Rope Academy. Some of the very dedicated group of people behind this website were kind enough to talk to me about their vision and what you can expect when the Academy opens its doors on November 30th, 2014. You're about to hear from MRK, Zinran, and Pat Pending, all three from Rope Academy. Well, I want to welcome everyone from all the fabulous people who are bringing you the Rope Academy. First of all, let's start off with MRK. Very good evening to you. Or good afternoon, actually, with you, isn't it? Well, you know what? It's not going to matter because everyone can listen to this whenever they want. Oh, in which case, <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> so, MRK, tell everyone what your, what your acronym means. Uh, MRK is um, it's short for Master Rope Knot. Um, it's just probably a slightly pretentious title, but it was actually given to me by my first subby many years ago, a lovely lady to whom I owe an enormous amount. And uh, when I was first coming onto the scene, um, everybody was kind of wandering around, working out what we were going to call ourselves. And she said to me, what do you want to be? And I said, well, I want to master ropes and knots. And she decided that master rope knot would be a good title to call myself. It's a bit of a mouthful, so I generally cut it down to MRK. Beautiful. I like that. That's a cute story. You were named by a sub. It's usually the other way around. 
Um, well, Misty would probably kill me if I ever tried to describe her as a sub. She's an absolutely wonderful person. She's a really good friend. Um, and I thought, well, at the time she was very subby. She's now dumb, but she's just an awesome, wonderful person. That's awesome. See, you know, and I tell people that all the time, some of the best doms were subs and can go back and forth. It's just you get both sides that way. It's wonderful. So what got you guys? Okay, well, I'll actually ask you, MRK. What got you interested in the rope tying? Because you obviously went into this and went, well, you know, I want to learn rope tying. Why? Uh, Why? That's a really, really tricky question. I think it's part of my genetic makeup. I've always been playing around with bits of string. Um, back in, so like, you know, I was born in the mid 70s, so the early 80s, we had a lot of cartoons and a lot of TV series that generally had a lot of women tied up on screen. Um, I think over here it was called Penelope Pitstop. Over there you called it The Hooded Claw, the cartoon. I actually remember Penelope Pitstop. She was all dressed in pink, was she not? That, that's that's the one, and um, the evil psychologist, the hooded claw, was regularly tying her to logs and whatever else. And you know, I mean, as a childhood or as a child growing up, and images like that in your childhood, I was only ever going to really turn out one way. Well, the thing is, what people don't understand is how, and it's not—I wouldn't even say it's a fetish per se. You are very influenced as a child most fetishes in fact are created pre-adolescent so when kids are watching tv i mean most of the people that i talk to have been influenced by pop culture in some way for men who are into hypnosis for example they watched you know men being like batman was a big one batman was a huge one because batman ended up you know succumbing to the villainous and they were like, wow, it would be really cool to lose control that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand how simple it is to come up with a fetish. And that it's not at the time. I mean, as you're a kid, you're watching this. It's not sexual at that time. But no. it sort of it plants that seed and lets it sort of grow later on. Definitely. definitely. So why Rope Academy? Who, who came up with Rope Academy? Um, Rope Academy is Pat Pending's fault. <laughs> um, you know, it's a, it's a project. I mean, rope tutorials in general was something that we've looked at doing in the past, and you know, we haven't had the right team around us. And um, through a mutual friend of Pat's and ours, actually um, our head girl Gefelinger Engel, um, she got us together to have a sit-down meeting. And, you know, if we'd known then what we know now, we would have just said it's a lovely idea, but no, thank you. Um, <laughs> but it, Rope Academy is a product of an awesome team coming together with a set of skills that, you know, produce an awesome product. And what's the main goal is just to teach everyone how to do it properly? I think the main goal is to educate people. I'm not going to say I'm gonna, we're going to teach them how to do it properly because, you know, you can't everybody's going to argue with what properly is. What mm-hmm. we'd like to do is we'd like to show people how to do it safely and Good. most importantly, have fun doing it. Because if well, what if I, fun, come to the, if I come to the game and I have absolutely, because I actually don't, even though I was a pro dom for many years, I never really got into ropes and suspension or, or knots or anything. It was, to me, that was a specific art. I still think rope, anything to do with ropes is an art. And I don't think people understand that because of all the different nuances with it. There is just so many different ways of tying. 
you know, how how is it if I come to the game with nothing? I have no idea. Can I just go to the Rope Academy and learn something? Um, I'd like to take this one. Um, as Vinran, um, I was a dom who wasn't actually very interested in rope. Um, however, I wanted to do some just to diversify my play. I never saw it as a standing point of the way I was going to play. It wasn't going to be a main focus point. It was just an add-on. And I first learned to do rope through meeting MRK, actually. Um, it's all a mutual friend's fault. But suddenly when I realised the connection um, and the mindset and how many different ways you can tie. So you can tie in a very relaxing way or a very sensual way or a sadistic way. Or It's all about connection between you and your bottom or yourself. Um, that is definitely what drew me into that. And I think it's been a focus from day one of Rope Academy that although we want to show people the practical, you come around here with the rope and then you tuck your ends under, the very practical bare bones of rope, we also kind of wanted to teach people and give people an understanding of how you can actually use it to play. Mm. Um, Me and MRK teach uh, regularly on a one-to-one and a group level. And the one thing that we've always found is that's the important thing to get over to someone. You don't have to be the best rigger in the entire world to have a successful rope scene. Um, Skill helps, but it's not the focus. And it's finding that balance and finding practically how to do it is one skill, but also how how to use it in session is a very different skill and some people can get one and some people can mm. get the other but trying to understand both is quite tricky but if you if you've got no rope experience previously whatsoever rope academy will take you through from tying your first knot right through to how to tie a basic cuff to tying a basic chest harness to a body harness and we're trying to we're trying to cater to everybody so you know if you struggle to tie your shoelaces we will help you through that process if you're reasonably proficient at rope, but you're looking to move to the next step, we're going to try and help you to move to the next step, you know, be it from groundwork to suspension or, you know, up, well, through partial suspensions up into full suspensions. So if I, I know I have a lot of doms that listen in. Would you recommend this as an add-on? I'm just thinking, Zinran, if you can yeah, expand on that. Like, you was, it wasn't something you wanted to do, and then you went, oh, wait a minute. Is it something that they should pick up? My preconceptions of rope was very much that it was very time-consuming. It it was boring because I was wasting time when I could be actually interacting with them. Cuffs are quicker. Um, I'd much rather clip somebody to restrain them than tie. They were my preconceptions, but it's actually a lot more than that. And you can... We do teach how to use it quickly and how to use it as an add-on. Um, and we do teach how to use it as a more focus point. But I definitely think it, the interplay, I I didn't understand that to start off with. And I think it's useful because actually as a dom, I'm quite sadistic. And that's why I wasn't drawn to rope because it seemed peaceful and took a long time and was an art, as you say. Well, that's the thing that I felt as a dom when I was younger. I was like, well, it seems too fiddly to me. Yeah, but that's exactly where I was at. And actually... One of the places that we will be going into down the line future, sorry to drop this on everybody in the middle of an interview, but <laughs> is looking at some of the more hojo jitsu lines. So some of the takedown rope and a lot of the quick, effective restraint that really doesn't take very long. And we've got some quick cuffs, 
in there already, but it's another area that's diversifying into. And that's what we've tried to cover. We've tried to cover it as a play point of view. We've tried to cover it from um, a bedroom point of view, just for people that want to kind of add extra interest. And from a DOM point of view, we all come from a DS background, so yeah. therefore we definitely covered that one as well. I think it's definitely practical to bring into your scenes. Yeah. Um, I mean, one piece of advice I've given on many sort of like, you know, 101 kind of workshops that I've given is, you know, have a small piece of rope, you know, three or four foot long in the rope bag, particularly if you do any kind of sensation play, because although you're not restraining with it, you know, a nice raw piece of hemp is really quite scratchy and can be a wonderful sensation tool. So, Absolutely. You know, it's just like, you know, you'd, you'd carry floggers and scratchy instruments and whatever, so a little piece of rope just gives you a different texture and a different sensation. So, and when someone goes to the the website now, let's explain the website first of all. This isn't free, right? It's a membership website. Um, there's going to be a large part of it that is actually going to be free. Our resource sheets will be free. Our not videos are going to be free. Um, but then there is the option to sign up for membership, yes. Um, $15 a month, which includes live lessons, course structures, or you can, so you can pick the videos that you want to learn as you want to learn them, if you want to do it like that. Or the website's broken up into courses. So if you want to use our recommended order to learn things to actually improve your skills, then that's another option. And what if I'm, what if I'm really good at rope tying? Can I gain something from Rope Academy? I'd like to think so. And do you know what? If there isn't something for you in Rope Academy at the moment, I'd say drop us a line and we'd certainly try and bring something into Rope Academy for you. Yeah, the inspiration section I think is particularly useful. Yeah. Um, that that will change regularly and it covers everything from sort of damsel in distress style, Western bondage influenced by kind of Willie and Claw and that sort of thing, through to sensual Eastern scenes, through to... We cover suspension, we mm. do go up to suspension as well, but as we say, we're going to be constantly fed back um, to by our viewers, so if there isn't something and you want to see it, we're quite happy to make sure that comes up in either live lessons or we launch a course on it. And I also think any, any good rigger is going to look at every resource they possibly can. I'm reasonably proficient, I'm going to try and be modest there, but I still attend workshops when I can, I still look at other resources when I can, because everybody does it slightly differently, and they may have a better way of doing it, or a way that just interests me, you know, I'd like to kind of copy the way they've done it. So you'll be doing live webinars, right, where they can actually see you guys doing it? Yes, that's bang on, that, that's probably one of the most key parts of it as well, so that if someone's watching a d demonstration, they get the option to, if they can interact live, like a webinar, exactly, exactly that. So we can stop and redo or re-demonstrate re it. Yeah, it's going to be at least once a month, there's going to be the opportunity to watch us live and interact and talk to us and ask us questions. I think that's fabulous. Just the fact that you guys are, are able to do that live is so, so much better. Because like you said, if someone has a question, they're going to be able to raise it right then. Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, I mean, the standard channels of email and whatever will be helpful, but there's sometimes no better way of actually sort of like, you know, following along at home and then going, sorry, can you just repeat that? Where did you go with that? And just being able to work back a couple of steps and take them back through it. 
you're going to be doing the live webinars if you are a member. So that's going to be members only. Yes. There's videos up right now showing things as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first webinar, the, the November one, will be free to everyone just to so they can see what we're doing, where we're going with it, and what our style is, just to give people a chance to decide if it is for them or not. That won't be members only, that will be free access. That's lovely. When is that? That's next Sunday, that's the 30th of November. At what time? Um, okay, I've worked this out because obviously talking to you, it's going to be at 7pm for GMT, which is 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, it's 1 o'clock Central Time, and it's 11am Pacific Time. Perfect, because I'm quite sure a lot of people are going to want to be there for that event. I want everyone to understand how much, I, I wish you guys could see what I saw, the amazing amount of information that is on this website and you even have safety sheets you have like there's pdfs there's everything one of the things that i found through teaching rope is i was teaching people eight different cuts wrist cuts well why do you need eight different wrist cuts and that was one of the most common questions that i was being asked okay i now know how to do this cuff this cuff this cuff but what's the difference so there's a sheet which is just a grid comparing the different cuffs and when different things are better to use than others. For example, some cuffs we're going to use for suspension, but they take a while to tie. Some cuffs are much quicker to tie, but will tighten if you use for suspension. Yeah. So depending on your needs, you're going to choose different things. So we've tried to be relatively comprehensive in our approach to answering some of the questions that people ask us real life. There are more advanced, slightly trickier to tie cuffs. So, you know, everything from the newbie to somebody that's trying to sort of upgrade their skills to somebody that's experienced but may just be looking for a slightly different way of doing what they're already doing. Give me an idea of what it would be like from the submissive's point of view. Why does someone like to be tied up? I'll take this one. We've been lacking on I'm just going to say that the last time I was um, fortunate enough to be tied up, the experience was so incredibly relaxing, I fell asleep. So after that, I really have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Zinran would probably be a better one for this. I have different people coming to me for different, uh, for different reasons. There's some people that like the feeling of not being able to escape, to not be in control, to not have any choice but to go ahead with whatever the plan is. That can be quite liberating to a lot of people in, from the psychological I also work with a lot of models who like it from purely an aesthetic uh, purpose. And actually, one of our rope bottoms, the Rope Academy, Tanya White, doesn't like having a wristband. So we do a lot of decorative ties with her, and she enjoys it purely from a sensation and from a an aesthetic, point, aesthetic of point of view, just what it looks like, and having time focused in on them and being made to feel beautiful. That can be really, really important, and inside that isn't seen as much. But... Also, there's a lot of subs that like escaping and mm. um, being tied as hard as possible and trying to escape, sometimes failing. But the struggle element of it can become important. There's just as many different types of people as there are in the world. There's that many different types of reasons for enjoying rope, really. Yeah, definitely. I think it's more intimate than a lot of a lot of vestures. If you're flogging. You've got the distance of a flogger between you and the person that you're playing with. With rope, you're right there on top of them. There's a very close physical connection. You can't step back. You are having regular body contact. And that can be quite important to certain people. They actually quite like that close quarters. If you're going for a fear scene, it can be more intimidating to have someone close 
if you're going for a relaxing scene, it can be more reassuring that that person's there. It very much depends how you're applying the rope, but there's lots of different reasons. Yeah. I've quite often said, actually, um, you know, with rope, and I'm trying to explain, sort of like when people say, what's a good tension for rope? It's like, imagine a nice hug. You can only kind of hug sort of like a couple of places with your arms, but with rope, you can actually hug in lots of different places over the body. And that can be an incredibly securing, comforting feeling. Absolutely. Actually, people, I've talked to many, many subs who have and worked with them who literally the reason why they love bondage is because they're getting hugged. And I don't think people understand that is they think, oh, it's got to be coming from some kinky part of point of view. It actually doesn't always have to be. It's that closeness, that having yourself hugged all over. Same idea as um, the ones who like mummification with saran wrap. Yeah. Yeah. They just it's it's that enclosed feeling that they enjoy. It's not, and that can be very relaxing. So for those of you who have claustrophobia, no, you're probably not going to really enjoy it. But for those who really are trying to get that, it, and believe it or not, it probably goes back to "Mommy didn't hold me." It, yeah. it sounds so Freudian and so stupid and, and boring, but it's actually true. <laughs> bizarrely, you actually get the opposite problem with suspension sometimes. Sometimes people who um, are agoraphobic don't like suspension because they don't feel secure enough there's more space around them there's more movement you can move in ways that you can't usually yeah move and that can be the complete opposite to the hug it's almost the freedom the too lack much freedom of, yeah. yeah some people who like feeling unrestrained bizarrely really enjoy suspension because you suddenly have more dimensions to your world and you can move in different ways that you couldn't usually move so that's interesting. That's the other side of it. Yeah. And honestly, I, I've known a few people who are into just the piercing and suspension, which has nothing to do with rope play, that they actually will go into a very, I guess the best way to put it is like a Zen trance. And it's extremely relaxing and extremely, like you just sort of letting yourself go. And I don't think people get that either, is that you will actually go into a trance when you are either suspended or you're bound or in pretty much anything, even with pain, even anyone who's receiving any sort of whipping, the same thing will happen. They think, well, they're into the pain. No, actually, it's very cathartic for a lot of people because it's a breaking point. It's an emotional thing for them. There's an enormous amount of endorphins and adrenaline being dumped into the body in a fight-or-flee kind of scenario. Um, And that can be very rewarding and really quite pleasurable in and of its own right. And I love the fact that you guys are also catering this to the average Joe, who, not necessarily a professional dom in any way, but I want to learn how to tie my boyfriend up in the bedroom. Yeah, that sort of thing. That's Pat's influence definitely coming in there because the way we wanted to review him really as our ideal client. I'm the average Joe <laughs> behind the camera and edits the, these clips. And I've learned an enormous lot from just from just that. They are when I edit them, they are designed for the for, for me the average Joe. So I understand. I've tried books, and there's nothing wrong with the books, but you don't get that feeling of seeing the tension in the rope, the rope being pulled through. And sometimes in these black and white photos, it's difficult to follow if, is that rope in front or behind. And also the ability to, to scrub forward or go back on the video or pause it and watch it with your partner. It's easier to watch a video with your partner 
than it is trying to flick a page over when you get to the next stage of the route. And so I am that average Joe. <laughs> we purposely try to be um, not intimidating, so it's not overly sexual, it's not overly fetish in the way that it's presented, although that's all included and alluded to and talked about. The way it's presented, it's meant to be not intimidating for a couple to sit down and try together. It's factual and educational. We're not trying to produce porn, we're actually trying to teach people. Yeah. And that, I think, is something that is so important that everyone understand. This isn't, this is a classroom. It's an academy. It is literally an academy. You are going in, you are learning. It, it's not so much, you're not going to be, like they said, seeing all kinds of porn and you're going to be seeing all kinds of stuff like that. No, this is strictly instruction. Mm. And it's instruction for anyone, right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's, we're trying to enable people and give them the tools to go and do something a little bit different, to have some fun. But, you know, present it in an environment where they don't have to be, you know, nervous about showing it to a partner or, you know, it's not seedy. You know, it's clear, it's well lit, you know, people are clothed and whatever. And, you know, it's something that people can come to together, try out, hopefully enjoy and experience together and have a lot of fun doing. And I always tell everyone that experience everything once. If you don't like it, you simply don't do it again. It's not a big, scary thing. Just try it and see what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're also, as far as any of our workshops or teaching over here goes, we're also quite well known for our sense of humour and not taking ourselves too seriously. And we hope that that comes across in the website as well. Although we're very serious about safety, Mm. we do like to have fun and we do like to not be pretentious and... Sometimes with rope, because you can become very good at it and it takes some time to get to the levels that a lot of people have got to, that can involve arrogance once you've got there. And some presenters can make it seem like you've never got a chance of being as good as they are. What we kind of want to say is it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Everyone has a chance to be as good at it as they want to be. That's just practice. But it needs to be accessible to everyone Absolutely. and it needs to be enjoyable and we have fun presenting it so we just hope people have fun. We have an enormous amount of fun presenting it actually. <laughs> on, on, on the plus side it's a huge project but the amount of fun we have doing it you know it massively sets it up it's just an enormous amount of fun working on this. Yeah we're just pleased to got to this stage aren't we? We yes. really enjoyed it we've had a lot of fun with each other and that that's the case although um, Pat Pending who's recording and doing the tech side of it doesn't have a huge understanding of rope we've still got a really good working team we haven't got the understanding of the technical stuff so yeah. we've worked together as a team yeah. and we have a lot of fun definitely pat what's your favorite thing about the site my favorite thing uh, i think it will be the live because we're pushing boundaries on that but we haven't done that yet so it's difficult to say but my favorite thing is is, is really is the fact that i can i i've, I've learned so much from the tying and being able to watch it back and being able to to, to see it from a different dimension than on a flat piece of paper. And I've also got an awful lot, I mean, when I saw my first, when they did the first tying and how to play with rope, and when I saw how relaxed the, 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 the sub was at the end of it, I, I was also in that zone having filmed it and stood and watched it. And, and, and it, it suddenly came home to me then, the, 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 other, the other aspects and the other dimensions of this. But I am really sort of completely new to it. I'm, I'm just a technical cameraman and I wanted to learn 
and uh, develop it myself. And you have. <laughs> I think so. Have you tried it out on anyone yet? Um, actually, can I just say, Pat Pending does a really good magic trick with a few bits of string. <laughs> and, you know, I'm seriously wanting to book him for the first live because he's awesome. He's got these three little bits of string and, you know, the things he can do with it blow my mind. <laughs> yeah, he is a magician. But actually, Tanya White, uh, head of media, who bunnies first occasionally happens to be um, Pat's of the half and she has I think been on the receiving end of Pat's tuition <laughs> a few times we do occasionally get did you have to film that video today <laughs> so uh, yeah I think it's inspired if it's inspired Pat to try things then hopefully it'll inspire other people hopefully yeah I think it will I think it will simply because of the fact that you guys are having fun doing it and that actually shows through in the videos because it really does that's that's good. That's um, that's nice to know. You know, having having done presentations and demonstrations and whatever, um, it's very easy to know if you're doing it right because you've got audience feedback, mm-hmm. and you can gauge where to go and how to take it because the audience is feeding back to you. It's really difficult because the camera doesn't give you anything back, so you're kind of standing there, you know. And I remember for the first few videos, standing there thinking, I'm incredibly nervous. I hope this looks all right. I'm pretty sure I can remember what to do, but really missing the participation of an audience and getting that feedback from them to know that, you know, I was going at the right pace and, you know, the jokes were okay. Okay, fair play. The jokes were probably really quite corny, but, (laughs) you know, just missing out on that feedback from the camera. But as long as it's coming over like we're having fun, that's the most important And we're also hoping to do a few of our lives with a studio audience as well. So we do actually get some of that feedback involved because we do teach to groups and that's our great love. So hopefully we might be able to feed some of that back into the live and do some with an audience. So we've actually got people learning in the room with us as we're doing this. Yeah, Rope Academy may well be shot in front of a live studio audience. (laughs) I think that's marvelous because chances are someone in the studio audience is going to come up with questions that, you know, other people may or may not be too shy to ask. Hopefully. And, you you know, that's often one of the biggest things. It's like, you know, if you've got a question, please ask, because as a presenter, it does help, you know, because I've, I've stood in front of large groups and I've taught and I've said, like, are there any questions? And everybody's kind of gone really quiet. And it's like, Look, please, are there any questions? If I've not explained something well enough, and I've been lucky, they've often come back and said, no, you've explained it really well. We don't need to ask you any questions. But it's like, come on, guys, give me a little bit of feedback here. And that is difficult, especially when you're doing, you know, like you said, even doing the webinars, which is what's going to be so great about that is having that feedback and and having people discuss and even doing it in a forum such as just typing it in, people who are sitting there who may or may not be anonymous, they're going to feel a little bit more relaxed to start sharing and, and asking questions. Yeah, definitely. It gives that extra level of sort of like, you know, a little bit of distance. So it gives them a little bit of protection. So, you know, hopefully they're, they're going to enjoy what we do and they're going to ask the questions and, you know, they're going to learn from what we're doing. I think it's fabulous. Is there anything else you want people to know? First of all, I'd like to say thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to um, contact us and interview us. Um, obviously, the live show is uh, next Sunday, 30th of November, um, 7pm GMT. A huge thank you to all of the team here, speaking for me, 
because it's been an awesome project and I've been really, really lucky to work on it. So uh, go, guys, and uh, <laughs> good luck for next week. <laughs> you guys should be very proud of what you've done because I think it's something that is sorely needed. And even though it's you know in its infancy, I think you're going to find it's going to grow. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you. Thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you very much. And there you have my interview with Rope Academy. And that's not ropeacademy.com. It's actually rope.academy. All the links and social media accounts to Rope Academy are, of course, on this show page on inbedwithdrsue.com. So please head over to Rope Academy and feast on the how-to videos, safety sheets, and tutorials that fill that site to overflowing. Whether you want to learn a few clever tricks for your partner in the bedroom or plan to add the techniques to your menu of pro-domination delights, Rope.Academy has something for quite literally everyone. Be sure to mention you heard about them on In Bed with Dr. Sue. Thank you for listening to In Bed with Dr. Sue. I love all my listeners and fans. Thank you for your emails and tweets. Don't forget to hit up my latest series, Fifty Shades of Power, and now Fifty Shades More Powerful, that is exclusive to the Untuned show, but available to listen to on InBedWithDrSue.com. This series is for the average woman who may be curious about sensual domination with their partner, or perhaps your partner has expressed that they want you to be more dominant in the bedroom and you have no idea where to start. This is the series for you. Nothing crazy, just simple, fun ways to improve your self-esteem and turn your partner on all at the same time. You can listen to both series on both InBedWithDrSue.com and TheDrSueReview.com. Remember, I'm on the Entune show every other Friday evening at 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. We'd love to have you join us. Until next time, my dear friends, be inspiring, be uplifting, but most of all, be happy. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.